Your new favorite country music festival is here and right in your backyard. The Country Fair is bringing Zach Bryan, John Party, Chris Young, and more to the fairgrounds at Chesterfield Amphitheater. May 19th through the 21st, 2022. Grab your friends and slide on your cowboy boots for a three-day festival experience. Packed with country music's hottest stars. Some of St. Louis's most popular eats and drinks. A free carnival with all your favorite rides upon festival entry. An authentic honky-tonk with live music, dancing, mechanical bull riding, and so much more. Kids under 12 free. Get your single-day ticket starting at 20 bucks or three-day passes now at ChesterfieldCountryFair.com. Hey everybody, Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast. Thank you so much for checking out another episode. Uh, today's features Joanna Sorenko and Tyler Dale. Had a whole lot of fun hanging out with them uh, at uh, Tyler's home and talking about Joanna's brand new record uh, titled Best of Me that is available everywhere now. And uh, we're going to get some into some stories and uh, behind some of the songs and the real recording process and all that fun stuff. So hope you enjoy this episode. Do want to remind you, as always, Rock Paper Podcast is brought to you by Roughneck Beard Company and American Rambler, located right here in St. Louis, Missouri, over in the Maplewood area. Stop by and visit them or shop 24-7 at roughneckbeardcompany.com. Use my code RPP15 during checkout for an exclusive 15% off your purchase including all your favorite beard oils, beard balms, their junk powder. Uh, they have a cool uh, tattoo ointment uh, called Banger Butter. You can check out that also. All kinds of wonderful products over there. And Roughneck Beard Company is proud to present a brand new beard oil blend called Comeback Kid. Spring is upon us and the world is rebirthed. The pandemic seems to be winding down and life is beginning to resume. Try our brand new invigorating blend of lemon, peppermint, black pepper, rosemary, and lang lang. It's the perfect blend to bring us all back to life. Comeback Kid now available at roughneckbeardcompany.com. And again, use that code RPP15 during checkout for 15% off. Also, big thank you to my friends at Friendship Brewing Company over in Wentzville, Missouri for their continued support. Stop in and uh, check out all their craft beers, uh, over 25 rotating taps, and all kinds of delicious food out there, some burgers, some nachos, whatever you're into. They've got all kinds of good stuff, including on uh, Friday, August 8th, they're doing uh, their Fish Fry Friday, and live music from Matt Waltershed, and on Saturday, April 9th, you can see Steve Kyle out there, and... On Sunday, April 10th, Mickey Scott. So you can find all their beers, all their menu, their music, everything at friendshipbrewingcompany.com. Feel free to get plugged in with them on Facebook and Instagram also to keep up with them. And uh, if you need me, you can always find me at rockpaperpodcast.com. Feel free to hit me up on the socials, email me at rockpaperpodcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you all. And uh, with all that out of the way, sit back, relax, 
and enjoy a brand new episode with my friends Joanna Sarenko and Tyler Dale. Um, a podcast is kind of like a it's like a radio show that's not on the radio. It's on it's on the internet. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> that's also like my mom. Uh, it makes it sound more confusing, doesn't it? Uh, it sounds like this. This is Joanna Sarenko and you are listening to the Rock Paper Podcast. Rock Paper Podcast. Scissors beat paper, paper covers rock. Rock beat scissors, Shane covers nonstop. Never know what new kind of guests that he's got coming at you. Live and direct on the spot could be rock, folk, country, or hip hop, jazz. All kind of folks that he has. Could be an artist or a comedian to make you laugh on the Rock Paper Podcast. Double decker fudge round, rolling round town. Shane coming at you live and direct from ground zero. He's your hero, he's your bestie. Rock Paper Podcast with Shane Presley. Rock Paper Podcast. Hey everybody, Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast, coming to you from St. Louis, Missouri. Hanging out today with Joanna Sarenko and Tyler Dale. Welcome to the show, back to the show, I should say, for both of you, really. like uh, You guys went to uh, say hi and properly introduce yourselves, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Thank you so, so much for having us on the show, first and foremost. My name is Joanna Sarenko. I'm a singer-songwriter from St. Louis, Missouri. And I'm so happy that you're having us on the podcast today. Yeah. Can't wait to chat with you a little bit. Yeah, for sure. We uh, we were just talking beforehand about um, the last podcast we did here was with me. So I'm Tyler Dale. I'm a singer-songwriter from St. Louis. And um, Joanna was chilling in the background. <laughs> yeah. It was right before my single of Colorado Kiss. Yeah. But yeah, that was uh, it's nice that uh, kind of... Uh, the uh, the opposite of now we're talking about Joanna's uh, music and uh, we got a brand new album out there today or not well it's available today not coming out today but uh, best of me now available and uh, but I just thought this would be cool to sit down and talk about uh, the record and get to know you a little bit better and some of your story and uh, like I said we've been friendly for you know several years now but like this first we've Gonna really properly hang out and talk and get to know more about each other. So, yeah. um, I guess, uh, but you, St. Louis, always been home for you, right? So I was actually born in Cleveland, Ohio. Oh, okay. Uh, I moved here with my mom in the fourth grade. So I've lived here for a really long time, and I would say St. Louis is really my home. Right. Uh, but I, I was born in Cleveland, and I lived there until about the third grade. Yeah. Yeah. So I really like St. Louis a lot. I feel like there's a lot more to do here, and really. I just feel more connected with my community here and all of those things. So was, was it a uh, parents work or something? Or, yeah. My mom got uh, a job yeah. at the veterans hospital here. So right. she does telehealth care for the veterans and uh, my dad still lives in Cleveland, Ohio. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, um, I think about it a lot, like just, uh, trying something different, but I mean, I've, I've lived, uh, just outside of St. Louis for all my life. It's all I know. You know, I live, uh, like currently like a mile and a half from the home I grew up in. So I've never ventured off too far and stuff, but, uh, I do think about it at times like it'd be kind of fun just to 
pick up and go to another city for a while just yeah. to see something else we'll see what it's like and uh you know just but uh I don't Absolutely. know, but St. Louis has everything I need. I, uh, so I don't, I'm not, there's no complaints. It's just to be interesting to see some other, you know, have a different pr- perspective. Yeah, it really does. And St. Louis is nice because it's so centered in the middle of the country. So it's an easy drive or an easy flight anywhere else in the country, which is super nice. And we want to, whenever Tyler and I are ready to get a van and travel. That's, that's what we want to do with Cedar. That's who you are hearing right yeah. now squeaking on the side. <laughs> I'm on Cedar dude. <laughs> yeah. Cedar. He's uh he's over here Currently. with us, but yeah. we want to get a van and we want to travel the, the country and play tour, play shows and tour, sure. tour the country for sure. Yeah. That, I mean, that's, that sounds awesome. Yeah. But I, uh, like you said, you said that you were a mile away from your mom and dad's house. Mm-hmm. We were currently probably two miles away from my mom and dad's yeah. house. Yeah. So I've also, born and raised in St. Louis and have never really left town. So that's something that we're really excited to do. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I've, you know, you, I've, I see, uh, online these like school buses decked out and like, uh, as like, you know, homes, you know, they have like beds and, uh, kitchens and all this, you know, that kind of stuff. And I'm just like, man, that would be, uh, so cool to have something like that. And then just hit the road and like, be able to have like your, home on wheels and wherever you want to park for the night and stuff. And yeah, exactly. Uh, I just think of, yeah, I just, I don't know that I would want to do it all the time, but I think it would be definitely a fun adventure for, for a while. Yeah, just, for sure. And it's nice cause his parents will have a home base here and we can always come back and stay with them. Sure. If we have, when, when we have the van, that's another thing. Yeah. Uh, Tyler is working <laughs> on his own brand when, when we do this. Right. Yeah, instead of saying if, yeah, you know, sure. yeah, to really if, speak when. it into existence. <laughs> yeah. Saying when we do this. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I, I love that. That's a, there's, I mean, that's the thing. Like, uh, I think we just had a nice conversation the other night with my, my buddy Gerald, and we were, uh, and uh, he he just opened up a new studio, and he you know took a chance on himself, and he's like, and it's this whole, I was talking about how, like, the whole, uh, there's a Mitch Hedberg quote, uh, <laughs> you know, he talks about, like, and being in a job interview and he's like what where do you see yourself in five years he goes celebrating the fifth anniversary of you asking me this question and you know i'm like and uh so it's like uh it's that whole thing like of just hitting doing it you know now not making excuses and thinking about it like to where you're five years later thinking about what if or you know it's just like just go out and do it live life today yeah and so yeah absolutely but uh yeah no that's uh that sounds super cool it'd be fun to get out there and see the road uh yeah. the, see the more of the country and stuff and uh getting to play some gigs along the way meet new people and all that but uh so what uh so i guess uh did you find music pretty young i mean I, was it uh or was that something later that uh, really kind of yeah I, I did connect with music at a young age i remember starting singing lessons when I was six years old. I remember being in preschool and I met one of my friends and she invited me to her birthday party. And I like, I was at her house and I found like one of these musical toys of like the little mermaid. And I was singing along with it. And her mom came in the room and she like started sitting with me and singing with me. And she was like, Oh, you like to sing. And it turns out she was a music teacher. And so she took me on as one of her students and I took lessons with her for the remaining years that I was in Cleveland. And then my mom and I moved to St. Louis when I was in fourth grade, and I took some lessons over at Webster uh, Community School of Music. Uh, and that's when I kind of was working on kind of more musical theater, opera-type styled music. Um, and then by the time I got to high school, I was kind of 
sick of the musical theater world and I kind of just wanted to break off and do my own thing. And that's kind of where I found myself as a singer songwriter. Uh, and the first time that I really started writing was whenever I, I got a gig where they were like, well, you can do covers. That's fine. But we want to hear mostly originals. And at that point I had like two or three originals written yeah. and I was like, okay, and I just wanted to do something and sure. it sounded fun. And so I just took it on and, and thankfully it like it was a couple months in, in advance, but that's just like what really kickstarted my writing. And then I kind of just realized, wow, I love doing this and it's super fun and I want to keep doing it. So yeah, it was, uh, that's when my journey started yeah. and I've been writing since then. Do you remember that? Do you remember the first song you wrote? The first song I wrote? Uh, definitely one of the first, well, one of the first songs I wrote that I was really proud of was Slip, which is on my current album oh, right on. that uh, was just released recently. So that's one of the songs that I, that's the first song that I brought to Tyler when I met him. And um, he helped me refine it and put some cool chords to it. And it's one of our favorite songs to play. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, yeah, well, let's get into it. That's a... Uh Slip's uh, one of my favorites from the record, and uh, just, uh, I don't know, super, super cool. It sounds good. Uh, this whole record, like, overall, like, it just, uh, for me, it's very, um, I don't know, calming, peaceful. It just, like, feels good to just, uh, you know, chill. You know, it's just relaxing kind of stuff. Like, uh, there's a, so, I don't know, it's one of those, like, kind of things, like, even though it's brand new, it still, like, feels like, some uh you know familiar favorite kind of thing like it's just comfortable uh so Yay. i don't know that's uh that. yeah it was just uh so this uh this one you know no exception uh this is a cool track that uh you said this was the first one you two got to work on together yeah well first of all thank you for yeah. for saying that yeah. we really love to hear um people's feedback and when they're digging what's on the record but yeah so um we met at sawhorse studio and um in south st louis and she showed me this song and i just immediately loved it and i you know so we she was kind of asking me like well what would you do to this what would you kind of add to this and we just started i just kind of started playing around with it playing different chords and um i think like we've always kind of thought about well should we add other instruments to it or you know what should we add to this and and we kind of just it always it. just felt good the way it was, right. just the two of us. So, yeah, I remember the first time we performed it together was on this show. show. It's like a, it's called So Far Sounds. Oh, you yeah. might have heard of it. Yeah. yeah, and it's basically like an organization for singer songwriters where they, you know, some some people can choose to get you know pictures or paid or get a video out of it. And so we chose the video, and so that's out there on YouTube. You can check it out. Uh, under slip at so far sounds but that was one of the first times we performed it together and that's actually how the voice found me because they found the video on youtube and they reached out to me to do an audition for them so that's kind of like what started all of that and yeah. definitely like just such an important song to us for so many different reasons so Sugar on my lips Calls me baby Gives me love and makes me breakfast 
I can see it now Scared I lose it somehow Let it slip through my head I don't know why He still hangs around Cause like everything I've ever known I bet he's gonna disappear somehow No, I hope I'm wrong Gotta make myself strong In case he slips through my hands that uh to think about that how you guys can kind of almost isolate that one moment where you know thing a lot of things changed in like you know for uh for uh personal and business and everything else like it's just like it's pretty pretty crazy that this this one song is kind of changed everything so yeah for sure uh, Absolutely. It's also a lot easier to record when it's just the two of us right because you know with everybody's conflicting schedules um it was really easy for us to just go to sherpa studios where we actually recorded this live 
um, in studio with Brian Ryback, who's the um, recording engineer there. And then um, we worked with our really good friend, Trenton Bilo, who mixed it. Um, and then actually Sam Moses is somebody that Trenton connected us with um, out of Nashville. And um, we actually learned this about Sam recently is Sam, um, like, you know how they have engineers vote for the Grammys? So Sam Moses is one of those engineers, one of the mastering engineers that um, votes on, like, who should win the Grammys and everything. And that's who actually um, got to master her whole record. Oh, very cool. Yeah, he, yeah. he did a great job. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, uh, that's got to be a cool thing to be a part be a part of just to get in the be one of those votes and stuff and yeah i don't know anything about that world but i've I've seen uh, a few different uh people like you know celebrity types and stuff like post on instagram or whatever that you know they were getting to vote and things like that meet one of those people and stuff and i'm like that's I don't even know how that world works yet. Yeah, I think we both honestly have no idea. Trenton. Even though one of our goals is to get a Grammy. (laughs) However the hell that works. But yeah, Trenton, who mixed the whole record, he was was telling us about that. So I know he knows more about it than we do. Sure. Um, But it's super cool to have both of them involved. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a a good good cast to have around to help support this record and stuff. Yeah, really everybody who was a part of the record was just an it cedar was just an integral part of the record and and really added their own part and just made it what it is today so i'm really thankful for everyone on it yeah so you said between uh a majority of this was recorded here in st louis and between sherpa and sawhorse yeah so actually the first two songs on the record best of me and good side are two songs that i actually got to record up in new york in brooklyn at this studio called mason jar music and it was i was 18 I just turned 18 and I graduated high school and it was kind of like my dad's graduation gift to me was giving me some studio time and so my cousin Jake is also uh, a drummer and he drummed on the first two tracks and he basically kind of produced them with me and so we recorded those two up in Mason Jar Music Studio and then the rest of the album that rest of the album was recorded in St. Louis here uh, both at Sherpa Studios and Sawhorse and Sister of Nostalgia, we we did use Jake as well on he he recorded the drum, drums remotely and we recorded with some people here as well. So uh, and then the rest of the album we just kind of pieced together yeah. uh, song by song. So Yeah. Yeah, that is one of the beautiful things about technology. So we are able to record stuff remotely, which is really nice. Right. Like Joanna was saying, Jake got to record the drums in New York. Um, we had somebody named Ariel Posen, who's like this incredible slide guitar player. Um, he's from Canada. Um, he's also like a singer songwriter and he was able to record remotely, um, on the track need a day. Um, and we've also had to kind of a couple other times been able to use some musicians yeah. recording remotely, but we'd rather do it in a studio because sure. it's so fun to yeah. witness, you know, yeah. um, like the, just other people collaborating together and bringing their own unique creative ideas. Right. True. I had friends uh, on a while back and they were, you know, they just, they did their entire record uh, during like quarantine lockdown stuff and all of it was recorded remotely. And, uh, and so everybody like sent their parts in and then uh, Bill mastered it all like, you know, all the tracks and put it all together and made it, 
Um, and I'm like, had you not told me, I wouldn't, wouldn't know that any of this was like, not you got that you guys weren't in a room jamming. Like, you know, it just sounds, you know, you couldn't tell. So it's the def, definitely is cool to have that kind of technology that uh, you're able to do that stuff remotely, like where everybody's can be all over the world and still make a, a cool track together and stuff. So, yeah, totally. And I would recommend people even who like aren't serious about making music to get in the studio and like, and record just because it gives you just this an incredible new sense and perspective of music. Because I feel like before I really got in the studio and just being, you know, a kid listening to music all the time, like I had really no idea the working parts of the band and how they work together and all of the different parts that go into recording. Um, so it was just really like an incredible learning experience just throughout this whole process. Yeah. But what, what were, uh, what were you listening to? What, what's some, the oh stuff, my gosh. what's some of the stuff that you think about when you, uh, the early records, it really kind of sparked this for you. Yeah. It's so hard because anytime anyone asks me yeah. this question, I, my brain just goes completely it, blank. Yeah, it's an, well, it's an impossible question. Yeah. So. And it's always changing too. Yeah. And it's like not limited to one gen- genre either. So I would honestly say like a couple of my favorite albums currently are Freudian by Daniel Caesar. Um, what is it? A new America part two by Erica Badu, uh, bigger love by John legend. Uh, I love positions by Ariana Grande. Um, love, uh, shoot the search for everything by John Mayer. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like albums. Like Alan Stone. Alan Stone. Oh, I love Alan Stone. He He's like the coolest. Like, oh my gosh. I always rave about Alan Stone. Yeah. I feel like he thinks I'm a freak if he ever <laughs> listens to my show because I always rave yeah. about him. But I'm, I, and I always say the same thing too about Alan is I love the way that he is so grateful for everybody in the audience. Like you just see it radiating, radiating off of his face. Like just the amount of gratitude. He really cares that mm-hmm. you are there and you're supporting him and, and just that we're all here together. And, and I, that's definitely something that I want to incorporate into my artistry as well. It's just yeah. like that gratefulness because really like what is music if we don't have listeners? Like, well, especially, well, yeah, for sure. But, and especially to like today, like we have so many options, uh, that we don't even have to leave the home, you know, like yeah. we, you're right. constantly pulled away your attention to, you know, Netflix and all the other services or whatever, you know, it's like, there's so many options out there. The fact that people that chose to even leave the house to come to your show for the night or, you know, put on your record or whatever it is. It's like, I mean, I feel the same way when anytime somebody, somebody wants to click play on this podcast, I feel like, I'm like, it, I'm great, mm-hmm. grateful that, uh, people want to listen to my show and yeah, stuff. So, so I, I get it. Like it's, uh, it definitely feels good that, uh, that people want to support that way and uh that um so i get it we wouldn't have we wouldn't even have uh be here today if it weren't for people that wanted to listen yeah. so yeah yeah but uh yeah alan's like uh he's super cool I've, I've got to see him live a few times and mm-hmm. uh definitely one of my favorites to watch and, yeah for sure and uh you mentioned uh erica badu she's uh coming to town where the uh, music of the intersection so yeah. yeah oh my gosh i haven't gotten to see her live yet but that is definitely on my list of things that I want to do yeah. in this life. Gary Clark Jr. is coming Dude, as well. Yeah, Gary we Clark got to Jr. see him at the Fox. <laughs> yeah, Gary. Uh, I was, uh, I was uh, the, the last, uh, yeah. I, I, I don't think I missed a uh, show in St. Louis from Gary, except for like the when he came in and played the Blues Parade uh, that year uh, for the Stanley Cup stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. I missed, I didn't make it to that one. But uh, but yeah, the Fox and the pageant, I've seen him a couple times and mm. such a such an incredible talent. Man. Yeah. He's a bad dude. Mm-hmm. Um but uh yeah not uh 
at uh the, the music in, at, at the intersection that's a pretty stacked bill if, if uh if you're into uh some good tunes there's uh, all kinds of it down there so absolutely yeah but, i especially love supporting local st louis yeah. mm-hmm. you know donnie hathaway that's another one that just came to mind there you go. st louis legend and uh, emily king that's another person we love too we got to see her in at the del mar hall yeah yeah very nice. But, yeah, lots of different people. Yeah. Lots of different influences. Well, I think you can you can definitely hear, I mean, there's a lot going on throughout the record. Uh, you hear a lot of different sounds and stuff. So, like, I mean, obviously, uh, all those all start shining through and stuff here and some of those different influences and things. So, it was cool to hear some horns on here also uh, throughout the yeah. record. Yeah, that was one of the things, too, was, like, we ha- we got to a point in the album where in the process of making the album where we realized like good side was the only thing that had horns on it. And we were like, well, we can't just like this be the only song that has horns on it on the whole album. So, um, the two songs that we added trumpet to were Starshine and lose a thing and Garrett Schmidt from SIUE and just not from SIUE. He's done so many greater mm-hmm. things and, um, but he is just an incredible soul and an incredible musician. And I'm so grateful that he threw some horns on my album um, and the other horn player that played on Good Side is uh, J.J. Fitzpatrick, uh, who I met in New York. I'm not actually sure where he's from, but he was another incredible player as well. Yeah, I was going to say, Garrett, he was actually on Broadway, Broadway yeah. um, whenever he was in New York. He went to school there um, before he came and started teaching at SIUE, um, who, we, who we also have several other um, musicians from SIUE. We have Miles Vandiver, who's played drums on a lot of the tracks. And uh, Zebediah Briskovich, yeah, as well. So absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah and uh, Dave Grelly, didn't he go to? SID? Yeah, Dave Grelly, uh, who's who plays a lot of keys on this record. He, um, I don't, I think he actually got his bachelor's and his. I thought he just had his master's, but but yeah, I know he's gone to SAUE. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of it's crazy that uh, you know how many uh, incredible players are all linked to you know that that school and uh, you know the how you uh, are all connected like that and stuff. So, but uh, yeah. yeah, Dave Grelly is one of my favorites watching town for sure. And, and Zeb's, uh, you know, awesome. And so it's cool to uh, see some of my buddies uh, being a part of this project. And yeah. yeah, absolutely. I'm just so grateful too, because like, I feel like I met all of those amazing, incredible musicians through Tyler. And I just feel like he helped bring me into that circle and helped me get those connections made and had, had them play on the album. So yeah. just super appreciative for all of his production and, and just handling it so incredibly. So. Right. Was this like your, I mean, besides you, you did some of your own stuff, right? But is it like this your first time really getting to produce uh, somebody else's record or? Yeah. Um, I would say I learned so much from Logan Miller. Logan Miller helped me, he produced like my first, I think it was five songs. Like we kind of co-produced those together and I just learned so much from watching, um, watching him and, you know, learning from what he does in pro tools and, you know, how he records stuff or how he, you know, just like the whole process. Mm -hmm. Um, and we're going to continue and finish my album this next year with him and some of our other musician friends. But, um, yeah, this is my first time like ever kind of getting behind the, Pro Tools myself, we would record, um, and then we would, 
basically come here and just start going through everything together, like all the files, all the takes. Yeah. And so we kind of got to do all that together here. That was one of my favorite parts of the, of the process with you was going through all the comps or comping it. And I loved like listening back to everybody's parts and like my parts and like hearing how everybody's different takes were just like different little blurbs of their personality in each one and how they're all different and, and just kind of like choosing each part that we wanted from that was just so much fun and just really gave me a lot of love in my heart for it. Yeah. Or (laughs) even like, even with Joanna, like every single time, every take, you know, it'd be like, Oh, this one has a lot of attitude or like, Oh, this take is, you know, more sultry or it just kind of brings out different parts of your personality. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool listening to everybody's different takes. Yeah. Nice. Uh, well, let's uh, let's play another tune. This uh, is the title track called "Best of Me," and again, this uh, full album available now wherever you get your digital music at. So, but anyway, what uh, what you said, "Best of Me," was one of those that you were recorded in New York, right? Yes. Uh, is anything come to mind around this particular one? Oh man, so much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like this song is relevant in so many different seasons of my life. And just something that I keep coming back to because like we released it on the day two two twenty two twenty twenty two, which is like, I don't know. Some people think angel numbers are hokey or like woo woo, but I don't, I think they're very real. And and I, so I released it on that date because two, 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 it basically resembles potential and the best is still ahead of you and that you're on the right path and just confirming and affirming that you are transcending and, um, progressing and going the right direction. So that's what the song is basically about. And yeah, I hope you like it. Yeah. Shouldn't care how you're doing But I do Shouldn't wonder how you're feeling But I feel for you I know that I shouldn't give you A fraction of my sympathy Your words, uh, do your words still get the best of me? Do your words still get the best of me? Do your words still get the best of me? Do 
your words or do your words still get the best of me? about um as far as like dates but like it is uh strange sometimes i don't maybe it's it's also part of it i don't really know a lot of the uh about it but like uh, the how many times i i look at the clock yeah at the same time and stuff like that like i've noticed uh for me it's twelve thirty four for whatever i don't know what is one two three four and it's just like weird that it shows up like you know, if I check my phone or whatever, and it's like always like twelve thirty four, and it's like morning and night, you know, or whatever. So it's like it's weird that uh, it happens that way. And uh, I have a buddy, uh, I guess uh, three thirty three was for him. So he named his he has a solo project he put together called three three three, and so those numbers popped up for him a lot in life. And so it's. Yeah. I don't know. It's one of those things like you, you don't, I guess you maybe don't really pay attention to it uh, at first. And all of a sudden you're like, wait a second. There's like, these are, these sometimes people, yeah. Sometimes people say, well, that's just a coincidence, but I'm like, it's a coincidence that we're even alive and right. breathing on this earth, on this floating <laughs> rock. Like you're going to tell me that it's just yeah. coincidence. Like anyway, but yeah, that's a whole yeah. nother rabbit hole. Right. 
But I have friends that are way more into the angel numbers than I am. But even even just you know, all of the all of the angel numbers like spiritualism, right. tarot, tarot cards. I'm I'm into that. I feed into it. I don't care if people call me hokey. I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> I was also gonna say. I wonder if it it shows that we are also maybe like creatures of habit, like. Sure. The fact yeah. that we pick up our phones. Yeah. True. And it's, Maybe it's just because we're just on our phones. We always see the time changing. but Yeah. There's probably some of that. I don't know. I got, uh, I've gotten probably more into it uh, or at least in maybe looking for it more lately uh, or something. I don't, I don't know exactly what it, how to say it, but uh, I lost my mother in 2019 and so like uh that i don't know i feel like uh there's some of that too like you know it's just like uh yeah whatever maybe maybe there's maybe there's some other another some kind of spirit there you know uh putting things in in their in place for me or something like that so i do feel like uh i mean i actually just uh just uh thursday night i got real emotional at a show and just like because it was, a, I went to see uh, Sleepy Rubies, Emily Wallace, and uh, and all of them, uh, and uh, Mom would totally have been there with me, and uh, we used to go to a lot of shows together, and like just so, uh, and I just got to like you know just kind of overwhelmed uh, by it, like just one being at live music again, you know, it's like, and then of course it was just beautiful songs, and uh, but uh, yeah, so anyway, I don't know if that's might have part to do with it also for me, like just uh, kind of maybe more, I'm more looking for it now. Some, yeah. you know, looking for something different now. So, no, I totally believe that people on the, on the other side will try to connect with you in different ways. Yeah. I went to this, uh, the, it's funny. My mom works at the, at the Fox as a nurse. And so she gets to go to all these fun, different things. And, and they had this, uh, it's called like a ghost tour and they had like a seance there and a bunch of people were in the audience and they had this this woman, she's like a median and she had people sit like sitting down if if what she was describing didn't pertain to them. And then there was this one person standing left and she she was kind of having a conversation with the person that she lost and she was telling her about how, well, this person's gonna show themselves to you in a ladybug. And the girl immediately started crying because that morning a ladybug had landed on her flip flop. And like people call that coincidence, but like it's really, it's really like how, what, just what you believe in. And I really feel like if you open your mind to different things, then you're more likely to experience them rather than just shutting your mind off. And Mm -hmm. then you just won't experience it. And that's just your choice. And that's how you can, you know, go, go through the world if you want to. But that's not how I like to. Yeah, that's yeah. The, that stuff's. Uh, I, so I did a podcast uh, as a guest uh, or co-host, whatever you sort of thing. But I was sitting in on my buddy's show, and he had um, a woman join us that as a medium, and and she was like, uh, you know, not everything she said really pertained, but like she she really made an impact on my buddy Gabe, who hosted the show. But like as she was saying, there was she felt. Uh, certain things around me and not, not all of it like clicked, or, mm-hmm. but you know, it was still like interesting to hear yeah. what she had to say. And I, you know, it's, uh, so I don't know. It's, that's a, it's a, it's, it's interesting though, for sure. Like, I mean, yeah. if nothing else, like it's fun to think about. Yeah, so. for sure. For sure. And I'm pretty agnostic about things 
on the on the other side of life but yeah i for me i just definitely feel like i've had so many life coincidences that have happened throughout my life that have just made me be like there's no way that something isn't guiding me right now to the right to the right path yeah and i've just always felt some hand over me over my life and over my loved ones lives yeah for sure uh well that's uh i think that's uh cool that uh that worked out that uh this was you know like i said 222 22 22 and so it's uh uh what's uh i don't know obviously uh there's there was a like i don't know what's it what's it called when like the dates are the same uh forward and backward or uh, something like it was like uh it was a whole the whole month of february there was all kinds of them like where like uh there was like that whole week where it's like these are never these numbers are never gonna like repeat right. that way and again and it's like yeah. it was, so it was interesting to that uh that whole week was like yeah. like that not until 2222 right. <laughs> uh so we uh you guys uh said we we put we shared this but you you were talking about maybe potentially uh some some physicals probably maybe uh in the future for this uh possibly is that a, a, a thing or yeah we were talking about um you know obviously with people are not even you know buying CDs or right. like CD players i mean like so many cars don't even have CD players right, in sure. anymore so, um, but it seems like people are kind of going back to vinyl. All right. And so we've thought about at some point, maybe like making an exclusive two, tw- you know, 222 prints of the whole record. Yeah. I think, I mean, like, I don't know. I personally, I think that would be super cool. Uh, and I think this record would sound awesome on, uh, on vinyl. Like it just, uh, it, it's got that kind of, a feeling i feel overall like it would just uh you know put it on let it spin and just uh you know chill for the night and because like a lot of current music is just a uh you know it's like a pop single or whatever you know it's like but this like really has like a nice flow where it would be a nice side of a vinyl record and stuff you could listen to the whole record and stuff so except i can't remember how many minutes um, yeah, yeah. it's probably really have, long. It's, yeah. it's 14 songs. Right. So I don't know if it would, we would even We need fit. two, two vinyls. Yeah, well, that two. would make sense. Two vinyls. There we go. <laughs> would you, the here's a question. Would you really pay $222 for a vinyl? Because that's another thing we were talking about. <laughs> well, we said if we only 22 made 222 of them. Right. right. Well, if there is an exclusive I amount. mean, people buy records for 50 bucks or, <laughs> I think. Know. I don't know. It's hard. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm like highballing like myself. Like a John Mayer record is probably fifty bucks, or I think it all varies on like what is included. I mean, there's definitely a, yeah. Well, I add uh, a bunch of stuff right. To it. it's, I think. Uh, I mean, I a lot of records. I feel probably twenty five, thirty dollar range. Uh, you know, if you were to go on, uh, depending on shipping and everything else. Or if you go, if you just go to the merch table maybe 30 bucks and Mm -hmm. stuff like that sometimes and then but uh you know if it's a cool art with a nice like you know double uh, or uh, double lp and they're like 
opens up to where you got like a nice, uh, you know, something, yeah, all that kind of stuff. Like, I mean, handmade I, friendship bracelet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going like, to say, then we can't, we're going to have to make yeah. more than 222. Then, well, I've, oh. I've got some that are like super unique too, like, uh, like, you know, different colors or blood splatter or, you know, whatever. And like, um, I've even got some like, uh, there's a guy's, uh, Romanus records, uh, my I, I got introduced through them through like uh the Manus brothers here in town and they do like custom vinyl that i uh, has like um glitter in it and like you can like like literally like move the record and it's like the glitter spins around in there and stuff or they do like a liquid in there and stuff too sometimes i have a I want to do that. <laughs> I have a, uh, I have the Django Unchained soundtrack that has blood inside Whoa. of it. And like it's, uh, and well, it's, it's well, it's not, not really blood, but you know, that's what the whole premise of it is. <laughs> so, I love cool. that movie. That's so, one of my favorites. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's great. Yeah. We were just talking about how talented Jamie Foxx oh, is. Oh yeah. Jamie is, I was just saying, cause we were listening. Blame it on a, 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 a. He's one of the most and, talented. Yeah. It was like, well, it makes me think of him in that movie Rio where he's the, doesn't really think he wasn't looking, wasn't searching for an answer. Yeah, that's, see, and that's something that we need to also be doing way more of. And we will, especially once we get our website out yeah. on the 18th. Yeah. We're going to be posting a lot more covers. Yeah, totally. Um, of songs like that. Mm. Yeah. And from uh, some of our other favorites. Yeah, for sure. We were just talking about something else, but I feel like we got sidetracked. I don't know what to say. Well, I just think I... Uh, <laughs> I just, well, I think we were talking about the best of me being imprinted on vinyl. Oh, yeah, and hopefully, yeah. uh, hopefully we'll get to that point in one totally, of these days. And totally. I think that would be a super cool thing to have. Yeah, so, for sure. I definitely want to do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, uh, you mentioned Jamie Foxx and like, I just recently watched the, uh, Kanye documentary. Oh, we uh, started it, but we haven't finished it yet. Yeah, it was so, so good. Yeah. So good. Uh, it's, it's very, uh, yeah, definitely inspiring. Uh, especially like that early the first the first chapter, the all the college dropout mm-hmm. I stuff. Love the like dropout yeah, great great record and it was super cool, like especially thinking like this is at the time he's you know, a lot like us. Where you know, he's he's on his way up. He's like he's hustling. He's trying to make something for himself. He's, mm-hmm. you know, he's been been successful making beats, but he's trying to prove himself as an artist. And he's just out there grinding and hustling and trying to do get every opportunity he can to prove himself as a rapper, not as just the guy that makes the beats. And yeah. And uh, and then like and he says all these things that I'm I'm, I'm going to do this and this and this. And then like you know, obviously we all know the future. He's you know, he becomes one of the largest artists in the world. And it's like, it's, you know, it's definitely wild to think about that, you know, that all this was documented, uh, all these years ago and stuff. And yeah. And I don't know about you, but I would, I was literally getting angry at like some of the people who would just sure. blow him off. Yeah. Yeah. And he was in that booth. I, I don't know what record company it was, but he was trying to rap to these girls and then they just completely like just started talking to somebody else. Yeah. I was like, do you know who that yeah. is? Right. Like you have no idea. Right. Or he would like play the tape for him and they would yeah. just like, okay, like we hear this all the time. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Didn't think it was special, you know, but, and it's also inspiring too for us because it's saying like, Hey, like you're going to get a thousand sure. yeah. no's, yeah. but like, you know, our hearts are in this. We love yeah. music. We love making music and learning about it. And yeah, um, it was and, cool to see Jamie Foxx uh, appear in there and doing. Uh, maybe that's on. Maybe a spoiler. 
Oh yeah, uh, might, <laughs> might might be a. But he they show him recording his part uh, for for Gold Digger oh, and stuff, yeah. and like so that's what made me think of it. It might be in the second chapter okay, or whatever. Well, we gotta finish yeah. that now. <laughs> but uh, anyway, it was just uh, it was you know it was cool to that's what triggered that memory is just like seeing him involved in there a little bit too and getting to getting to do that Ray Charles impression mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah, totally. Um, but uh, yeah, Dad, uh, I don't know. Was it? Was him uh, the the rap in uh, two words? Was that on the? Is that on the first one? Did you see that yet? What most def? I don't think we got that yeah. far. It was, I don't know. It was a uh, but yeah. There was a part. Um, it's been you know shared as a YouTube clip and everything too. But yeah, it's just Kanye rapping two words acapella with most def, and it's like I mean I got chills like watching. I was like this is it was so cool like mm. um, you know and just like you felt the how passionate and hungry and everything you know you felt all that coming through is and uh it was it was powerful so yeah some of my favorite youtube videos ever that i always try and tell people about are uh, when timbaland first shows jay-z uh dirt off your shoulders one of the coolest they have it on video it's like the first time jay-z hears it and then also whenever timbaland also worked on Kanye's stronger. He like came up with this like 808 kick pattern. It was just, it's so cool. And just watching it happen, you know, I'm like, like, or honestly, even seeing um, the Dr. Dre, Jimmy Iovine um, special on HBO. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but it's unbelievable. Like, you know, and I'm so grateful that they have, the footage sure that they like yeah. kept these you know like mm. like eminem's first time going in and you know doing this hi my name yeah. is like that was one of the first times like dr dre like even listened to this dude and, right and just like yeah just capturing that energy is just so exciting and mm. i love talk, listening to other artists talk about it yeah do you have uh some video like that from the from the studio getting to you know documenting i know yeah more of that process i would have taken way way more right um it's hard because it's also like trying to be present in the moment and focusing on so many different things and making sure i'm doing it right (laughs) but uh that's definitely something like we're gonna be way better about this upcoming year and just just as far as content creation in general but like not even like making it about content creation but just doing it because it's fun to do and like i i love taking video and i love taking pictures and it's just something i love doing so like jeff definitely just incorporating the things that we love doing into our lives more i feel like sometimes we treat it as this reward of something that like we'll we'll get to do after we do the things that we need quote to do when it's like we need to be doing what we love doing and so um, I'm looking forward to doing a lot more of that this upcoming year. And and especially with Tyler's album, I'm really excited to finish writing some songs and getting those recorded because we have so many different ideas in our in our voice memos that I feel like we'll write, we'll work really hard on for like a couple hours and then we get sidetracked with something that we have to go do. And then, you know, it's just kind of sitting on the back burner. But I'm really, really excited to get back to work on those and, and start um, start that whole process with you again. So. Yeah. But that's life. I mean, we're always sure. pulled in yeah, different directions and pulled in different gigs. Like, Joanna plays with a ton of different people in town, like Alex in the Red Jackets and Dave Grelly in the Pliodors. You know, so she's having to learn songs. And, 
Yeah, and then, you know, like church gigs and stuff like that, we're constantly like sure. jumping from thing to thing. So sometimes like our own stuff can get get pushed to the side a little bit. But yeah. but it's also like great for just sparking new ideas and, and collaborating with new people and kind of just gives you things to think about and, and come back to the drawing board with later on. Definitely. You mentioned uh, co-writing. Is that the... Uh, as far as like lyrical content on the record, is that all you or do you guys write lyrics together or, or, uh, I would say most of the time lyrics are on her and, um, she, I mean, she has a ton of amazing melody ideas right. as well. And, um, but yeah, I mean for, you know, everybody brought something for mm -hmm. sure. Like yeah. mm -hmm. a certain piano part or a certain yeah. bass part totally. and we just kind of helped each other put it all together. But yeah. Um, there were, there was one song that I co-wrote with my friend, uh, Parker Gray. She's an incredible country singer and she helped me write till everything's blue. Uh, we just did it over FaceTime and I had like the first part of it and it was really just conversational. Um, it was just really just conversational and, and just kind of talking about it. And then it just kind of evolved into a song, like just me sitting with my guitar, kind of like getting it out and um she just kind of helped shape it with me which was really nice and she's an incredible writer as well so it was nice working with her but as far as tyler and i's writing relationship goes like i definitely feel like it's so nice that he is you know so he's the one who you know majored in music and like has that sort of music theory aspect of like his perspective with music and so like he's definitely the one who's helping me like figure out the exact chords i want with what i'm singing and like kind of guiding different things with like if it's a bridge or something like that, changing it up and just coming up with cool little, you know, percolating ideas or just different, different things um, musically that he is like bringing to the table. And then I would say like, I think it's really nice too, because I'm able to just like bounce off of what he's coming up with and think of like a melody or a lyric idea or like he'll like one example of this is um, on the song doing right on the album. Uh, this is one that we recorded when we were, or we, we wrote it when we were on Laguna Beach and we were just chilling on the beach. And I remember him just picking this pattern out on the guitar and I was just kind of listening to it all day. And I was just like jotting things down in my notes, but like I didn't really have anything substantial yet. And I remember like later in the evening being, you know, in my room and just kind of like working on the notes. And I heard him in, in the other room just playing that. And I came in and met with him and just like kind of combined it together. And like that was just such a beautiful moment too because I feel like that just perfectly describes our music relationship. Like I feel like a lot, a lot of the lyrics um, kind of come from me and then he's able to just fill in everything that I'm thinking of with the exact music that, I, that my heart needs, like yeah. exactly what it needs. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's just something really beautiful about the album and our relationship is just that the way we work together is really fluid and yeah, it's really fun. <laughs> yeah. I like, uh, yeah, just like, uh, you know, something like this. Yeah, exactly like that. You know, just yeah. like, well this, mm -hmm. yeah, that's exactly yeah. what I was thinking about. It's like you can read my mind. <laughs> yeah. Really. Right. And we just love, we like doing little things like one of my favorite things about that song in particular is the melody is basically the same. But the only thing that changes is like the chords underneath it. So the chords are changing, but like her melody stays the same. And yeah, and it's it's under the lyric. This world is changing. We stay the same because the chords in the background are changing, but the melody stays the same, which is one of my favorite. So things we just like to right. like find little things like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. 
Well, you, uh, I wonder, I mean, I know you probably talked about it a lot with uh, the voice and stuff, but you mentioned uh, that they they found that uh, so far sounds video and then you got to audition for them. And um, I know like, you know, being a locally on the news and a lot of in, other things are around the show. I'm sure you talked about it a lot, but uh, that uh, obviously pretty wild experience uh, getting to getting to do that, getting to be on national television uh every week and everything like that was yeah. uh so it, it definitely felt like a fever dream yeah. like that's like the best definition or the way i can describe it <laughs> it's just like a, a literal dream like it just felt like one day i just got pulled out of my normal life and just placed into this yeah <laughs> like hollywood dream world i guess so but it was really it was just such a great time um great connections and like working with the judges was really judges. I see. I can always say judges. It's coaches on the voice. Um, and working with them was really incredible and fun. Um, yeah, just like a really great experience to just, you know, help my credibility out a little bit. Um, just kind of put me on the map as far as like an artist. Um, and just, it was nice too, because I was able to release best of me right before going on the show. So it really drove a lot of traction to that single. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think like, I don't know, I just, maybe it's kind of, I feel like behind the scenes, like is, uh, maybe not, uh, as shine as, you know, as, as much of a part of the show, but, uh, but you, I imagine like, like I are saying, you're meeting all these people, the networking that gets done and like you get into all the other contestants and stuff, getting to, you know, potentially have other people to collaborate with and co-write and absolutely like i met three of my best friends on the show because the first time that i went um it turns out like my two roommates so one of them was from kansas city and then um one of them is from some city san diego and or some city in california (laughs) and um and then the other one is from georgia and so it was shelby winfrey mandy castillo and uh Brittany allen and they're just like three of my best friends that I would have never met without that experience. So just three incredible musicians and singers and people in general. But yeah, yeah, I just, I feel like that, you know, obviously you're all chasing the same dream and everything else. And so it only makes sense to like, hopefully someday get to collaborate and do some stuff together and things yeah. and with those, with those people. And, um, but yeah, I, uh, that's a pretty, uh, do you, so do you like, Obviously, that's all very well documented on the show. And so do you watch that like in kind of is it like a surreal like still like today? Like when you just uh, like you're saying, you're not like when you're I feel like when you're going through that something like that of that, like you're saying, you're just plucked out of everyday life and you're thrown in this t- television show. And like, is it like you watch that now? And you're like, wow, this is like this feels like somebody different. Yeah, or you, it does feel yeah. like it's hard to believe that yeah. it's me, right. <laughs> honestly. Um, but yeah, it was a really, really amazing experience. Like I wouldn't have changed anything. And like, even in the end, like, so it was actually the year that COVID hit. That's what that's. So like the first half of the show I was in person. And then the second half of the show, when, whenever the live rounds started, that's whenever COVID, everybody was locked down. They sent us Pelican cases full of equipment. And I basically just recorded it in my basement. And you know, there were pros and cons to that. You know, it's unfortunate that we didn't get to go back and kind of experience it the way that we would have like imagined, right. but it was also nice to just be in the comfort of my own home and like having my friends and family nearby and, um, and just having like, you know, just the comfort of doing it Yeah, the way, you know, in my house. So, right. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, like I, I, I wouldn't have 
necessarily like wanted to go any farther than I did because I got to top nine. And then by the time that like the next round would have gone on, it was just, it was just an incredible amount of work, just a lot, a lot of work, just, you know, it, it would have been as if we were in LA, you know, so they didn't, they, you know, expected us to have our, our schedule completely open for them. And, and so, yeah, basically all day of just like moving things around, yeah. and, you know, and it was fun. They sent us a bunch of equipment and stuff like props for, you know, so I had the lean on me episode and they sent me a rug and they sent me all these lamps and pillows <laughs> and candles and just a bunch of stuff arrived at our door one day and we were like, this is a mistake. Like what is, what is all this <laughs> right. stuff doing at our door? We thought it was like a, the wrong house that Amazon sure. dropped off. And then they were like, sent on an email like uh, the day, the next day they were like, Oh, we sent you all from the art department. Here's, here's what's up for your next, you know, song. So that was a really fun part about it. And they sent me a bunch of wardrobe and stuff I got to wear, which was really fun too. So, yeah. but yeah, it was a good time. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, uh, it's uh, I don't know. It's just cool. Like, it's just I don't know. I'm sure a lot a lot of people feel that way. But that's like, what's kind of fun about talking about is because like, so many of these shows you watch and these these people are like completely, you know, unattainable. Sometimes you know you just don't see. You know, they're not your every people you meet in everyday life and stuff. And the fact that we're getting to, you know, we're, we're that we're friends and you get to see somebody that you know actually on the shows and stuff is like, yeah. it's cool and it's uh. You know, so I think it's just to talk about it in person instead of just, uh, you know, trying to find uh, their phone or email or whatever or, you know, mm, something like yeah, that. Like, but, true. but so I think that's, you know, it's just uh, it's interesting. You know, it's not, not every day people get to be on uh, one of the largest TV shows in the world and stuff. So, yeah, uh, but it was really yeah. fun whenever they had the, um, like the party, whenever the show was released. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was super fun. At a theater. Yeah. We had it at Weirenberg. Yeah. Oh, it's not called Weirenberg anymore. Marcus Theaters. Oh, yeah. And um, yeah, we just like rented out that little side room and, and they had some TVs up in that room and a bunch of my friends and family came through and yeah. just watched the blind audition. It was really nerve wracking too because I didn't know like when I was going to be going on and like person after person after person went on and it was like not me. And I was like, oh shoot, like what if it's, what if I'm not aired today and all these people are here, but it ended up being the last one, which was just super awesome and cool. Yeah. I feel like that way too. I got a, uh, some friends that have got to go on and, you know, play professional sports and like, and it's the same kind of thing. Like when I, I, I got nerd out when I see them on TV, I'm like, Hey, I know them, man. I went to school with them and you know, whatever. It's just like, it's, it's, it's that whole thing. You just want to, you, you get excited for anybody that's going out there doing it and chasing their dream and, mm-hmm. you know, and actually, you know, getting the world's finally getting to recognize and see what you've been seeing all along and stuff. So like, uh, so it's, uh, so anyway, I'm just, uh, I'm real happy for you. I'm proud that, Thank uh, you get getting to getting to do this. And like I said, now we got the proper, uh, full length album out there and for the world and everything else. And, uh, we're just getting, just getting things started here. So it's exciting to see what, uh, could happen, uh, in the uh, near future for you. So, yeah. And I was even going to say, it's, it's also just important for us to remember that we're already living our dreams now yeah. because yeah. we get to play with some of our best friends yeah, and absolutely. some of our musical heroes, you know, yeah, and yeah. it's really all of those people and you know, that, that make it, you know, so special. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, we got uh, a couple of cool shows on the calendar that uh, would maybe a chance to hear some of these songs live and uh, meet some of those, uh, 
incredible players that we mentioned. Um, and uh, you said on uh, April 27th, you will be here in St. Louis at uh, World Chess Hall of Fame. Yes. And uh, so that'll be a, that'll be a fun night. Uh, yeah. It's kind of, that's like, I haven't been over there yet, but it's like kind of a intimate thing, right? It's it is. Yeah. It's a really intimate little room, but um, it's definitely one of my favorite places. It sounds great in there. And the only other time that I played there was actually during COVID. So it was like just cameras and, and no audience, but I'm, I'm excited to have an audience for this show because uh, I really love singing at that place. Yeah. And then uh, summertime, uh, June 18th. You'll be out at uh, Kirkwood Amphitheater for, yeah. and that'll so be a nice little outdoor show. Absolutely, and it's funny because I grew up in Kirkwood, and I used to go to that park all the time. So I'm really excited to actually be playing at that amphitheater now for the first time. So it's special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll, it'll be a, uh, it'll be really neat. And uh, like I said, uh, you know, getting to hear these songs live, and um, that's always a, a fun thing for me. Like. Uh, you know, you you get you get used to hearing the recordings and stuff, but like I like hearing uh, those little subtle changes and things that happen just as a as the band is playing them live and stuff. Obviously, the goal is to play it as close to the record and stuff, but it's fun to hear in some of those little tweaks that happen along the a live show and stuff. And I mean, that's just the, yeah. the beauty of live music. So yeah. absolutely, we just yeah. had a show last night, and that, that's definitely something that like I would say I loved about it was we didn't have a rehearsal for it like we had planned to have one, but it ended up like we ended up like being able to pull it off really well just because like everybody is such a pro and we, and we all just work so fluidly together. And, um, and that's just one of our favorite parts about like making music is just trying new things. And even if they do fail, you know, at least you tried it and now you know like what to do next time. And, um, but yeah, that's definitely like super fun about performing with those guys is, is trying new things and, and, um, doing little changes like yeah. to the songs. I was also going to say we were super bummed out because I think the last time that Joanna had an original gig, with the band, oh, yeah. at least it was outside, and we got rained it out. Poured. the 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 weather was like, no, ma'am, I'm not having a show today. <laughs> in fact, I think- it was right in the middle of slip too. We were like the only two people on stage because the band left because we just did a few songs, and then we we went to our duo song and just jamming on stage. And like halfway through this song, it just started coming down, <laughs> and we didn't know like whether to stop or to keep going. But right. like people were taking shelter, and I just felt so bad. And like people were coming on stage, covering up the instruments and everything. And I'm just like, this is so embarrassing. So. so hopefully weather permitting <laughs> yeah. that right. that summer yeah, day will work hopefully yeah uh well you, and you can find uh joanna on facebook instagram uh tiktok and all the things all the wherever you're getting your digital music at you can find best of me now and um and then you said the website on the way uh yeah. joanna yes yeah, so uh the website's gonna be coming out on april 18th and as well as the Patreon that we will be starting as well. So a website and Patreon coming April 18th. Website's going to be joannasarenko.co because somebody stole my, what's it called? Dot com. Yeah. yeah, someone stole my joannasarenko.com, my domain. That's the word yeah. I was like, someone stole my domain. So if you're out there listening to this, <laughs> we uh, we got beef, man. Right. So I think dot co is dot cool. Dot co is anyways. cool. It's like dot company, which it's like, it is a company. Because right. I got a team of people helping me out. and Hell yeah. And yeah so yeah i'm so excited for that i'm really yeah. really excited so i think the uh i think the patreons are cool i back a few to uh uh that uh one i uh, do uh one of my favorite uh podcasters uh ryan sickler does a show called the honeydew and and he has a podcast called the honeydew with y'all which the honeydew kind of focuses on like 
Uh, his tagline is highlight in the low lights. It's all like these like it has these various comedians and celebrities come in and they kind of share some of the like their worst parts of their life and stuff with the struggles and they kind of how and uh some of them are you know very sad you know but they laugh at they're able to laugh at these mm -hmm. things now and make you know uh and uh but anyway so he started doing the honeydew with y'all which is like his fan segment so he like these people come on and share some of the wildest stories i've ever heard in my life and wow. it's uh really interesting so um I'll, I'll tell you off the air. Some of them are really, some of them are really messed. <laughs> yeah, up. yeah. Some are real messed up, but uh, yeah, it's it's a fascinating show though, and like and but it's cool that uh, it's a Patreon exclusive show that you know you only get. Uh, so that's what I'm saying is like it's it's cool to have these kind of options where you directly can tap into a fan base. You know, you can you're, you're providing some exclusive content to yeah. that community and stuff. So absolutely, yeah. Um, but I, I think it's a lot of fun to to be a part of that process. Like I said, like I. You know, it's whatever it is, whether it's studio or, you know, demos or different, whatever it is that you decide to put up there. But it's always kind of fun to have that kind of behind the scenes look at into the artist yeah. and stuff. So definitely some Q&A's and maybe some unreleased songs. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah, that would be nice. Uh, well, I've been uh, going around asking some of these uh, questions and I'll get your take on these, uh, Joanna. Okay. This, uh so um i was thinking about uh and these are all just uh really they're impossible like i mean it's just fun okay but uh <laughs> all right the day comes along we have your uh joanna sorenko action figure what would you like to see uh your three accessories be like superpowers your, like your accessories? yeah your accessory like your uh if you your your outfit or you have oh, a hat or okay. some or guitar oh, or okay, something okay, or Okay, a microphone, of course. Right. I have a little mic in my hand. Um, accessories. Ooh, okay, this is hard because yeah. I love to accessorize. Yeah. I'll wear... Um, I'm really debating between, like, my Crocs or... <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say your boots. Yeah, yeah, I got some really cute boots that I got yesterday, so maybe we'll go with those. Okay, so, mic, new boots, new boot goofing, <laughs> and... Ooh... A gold tooth. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, That's the first thing I thought of. I'm kidding. <laughs> I love that. I have no idea. That's what I'll choose. No, keep that gold tooth. That's right. beautiful. She, she did have a diamond. I had a diamond. Okay, this is so funny. Like, you know how they have those like, teeth gems? Those are like kind of being popular right now. Yeah. Well, I've gotten like two or three, and I just like swallow them. Uh -oh. Like, someday, like... Like, one time, I remember being in the yard with Tyler and we were talking. He was like, did we ever talk about how you don't have a tooth gem anymore? And I was like, what? Uh, and it was gone. And I'm like, I have no idea. They just disappear. But it's just not worth it to go. Maybe I'll just, like, get a pack online and do it myself because. Maybe you just need to try a gold tooth instead. Yeah. And or, yeah, and... just get a, get a grill while <laughs> yeah. I'm at it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, what about... Um... What about uh, like a dream dinner? Like say uh, you, you had the opportunity to invite like uh, a few different uh, people over. Uh, what would, uh, what, who would, who would be some of those people that you would like to hmm. pass or present that you would like to wow. spend the night? Past or present? Yeah. Like dead or alive? Sure. It's a dream. Okay, well, if, if I can do dead or alive, then I feel like I have to pick someone who's dead. <laughs> um... Hmm. 
Okay, I'll pick Michael Jackson for my dead one. Oh, yeah. And then for my alive one, this would be really like interesting, but I mean, huh. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Maybe like Willie Nelson and Snoop Dogg. Yeah. <laughs> or uh, Alan it's, Stone. Or I would yeah. do musicians or just like people in general, I guess. I don't know. I feel like, uh, yeah, hanging with Snoop would be like the most fun. Like, Snoop Dogg. Yeah, yeah totally, <laughs> for sure. He's just always having the best time. Right. Yeah. I need to pick a different dead person too because I feel like that, they, would they mingle well all together? Huh? find out yeah i guess so. <laughs> <laughs> that's something i would be worried about right. making sure everybody vibes right yeah. <laughs> uh i think if they're all coming to your di- your dream dinner i think they'll be on their best yeah. behavior yeah everybody will get along um all right what uh what about uh a dream duet or a collaboration is there uh this kind of along the same lines maybe but like uh is there a certain uh like we mentioned uh you know even stuff like timbaland making you know working beats and things and different is there any like artist that you would like to collaborate with like uh either production or even vocals or something yeah like it's so hard because like my music taste just varies so widely like I would want to like record a song with James Taylor or John Mayer or someone like that, but then I'd also want to like collab with Drake and like I don't know. Let's put them all on the song. Yeah, totally, honestly. Um, But yeah, it's really like widely ranched. Um, I mean, like I love Doja Cat. I love Ariana Grande. I love Nicki Minaj. I love all of those people. It would be fun collaborations. Um, but I really like, I don't even know, like I don't even box myself in at this point to a genre because I want to work with all these different people who I love. So I think it's time we bring back like that, you know, that, uh, I I don't feel like we haven't done it in a while. Like, but like, a, you know, like that Moulin Rouge song, uh, with like all the, all the ladies, uh, you know, yeah, (laughs) but but it's like, you know, it was like, uh, you had Missy Elliott at Christina, mm-hmm. Maya, you know, what it's like, yeah. it was like this. Uh, so maybe you just get to uh, call up Nikki and Doja Pink. and uh, yeah, yeah. get them all on a one track. And uh, yes. so I think that would be, uh, it would be fun to just to see what happens. Yeah, so, absolutely. But yeah, I don't, I feel like we don't really have like those big compilations like that anymore. Like we're like, I don't know, or maybe I'm just not paying attention, but. Uh, I guess there's that one song with what, Drake and Kanye and uh, who else? Lil Wayne and Eminem. Which like one? everybody's on it. Yeah, I'm sure there is. There's there's a couple of right for sure. But yeah, I but something like that across genres sure. would be cool. For yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like a uh, Paul McCartney and and uh, right. Kanye West and Rihanna. So like that's kind of yeah. that's kind of where I want to be. <laughs> like. My favorite thing. Yeah. My favorite thing about that whole thing was when Paul McCartney or when people on social media oh, yeah. were, we're like, like oh. so, so glad that Kanye discovered Oops. Paul McCartney, <laughs> <laughs> not realizing yeah. it's a Beatle. Yeah. Yeah. So, so glad Kanye gives a uh, spotlight to the lesser known artists like right. Paul McCartney. <laughs> <laughs> I saw something, uh, one of those like, uh, your, your, uh, I think it was like Hard Times or something i don't know if you ever follow that but there's like it's kind of like the onion but it's music related stuff and like there's all these like goofy headlines and it's like i think it was one of those it was like paul mccartney just wants to be asked about a wing song every now and then or yeah. something you know like <laughs> everybody just wants to talk about the beatles but um 
Uh, made me laugh. Uh, all right. What um, what's a, what's uh, what's your strangest fear? Do you have a a, a strange mm. a strange fear or or fear in general? Okay. Um. Oh, that's hard. It's yeah. a hard one. Let me think about that. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> like, I guess being stranded somewhere would be like a big fear of mine. Sure. Like with no like access to castaway or something. Right. Yeah. <laughs> then again, I mean, yeah. it would be an experience. Sure. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. That's a hard one. Fear. Yeah. Probably like like something that inhibits me from being able to do music, like getting sliced in the throat or something (laughs) or like, I don't know, uh, losing like my hands. So I can't play piano or something like that would be pretty scary to me because I feel like those are just necessary things to do music with. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, Yeah, I agree. I think, uh, something like that that impact your livelihood is out and you know, always a always a fear and stuff like you know something as a big part of your life mm-hmm. we also have a huge fear of um getting your like organs stolen and sold on the black market <laughs> yeah that's like you have that fear yeah for sure but well, we've no. talked well we've talked about it yeah, yeah because that's like a real thing that's like really scary yeah i mean there are movies about it and she was actually right. just learning about it i was just learning about this in my trending topics class that they have like people who literally just get paid to try and harvest organs from people so so that's terrifying. That's another yeah, thing. Sure, yeah. So that's why Tyler's not an organ donor on his license. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, now I have a new strange. <laughs> Sorry that I gave that to you. All right. All right. What, uh, what about, uh, and this is just another silly one, but uh, what about a movie or a TV show you wish you were in? Where is there, is there, a, is there a certain world that you think uh, that, uh, you like to live in comes to my mind is that 70s show yeah i would love to be in that 70s show totally i I would be best friends with donna yeah and um let's see what else i really want i feel like it's a goal of mine in this lifetime to be a voiceover character of some kind of show at some point but i would i'm that whole world uh fascinates me also like i um um cartoons and you know just uh uh I agree. I think it would be a lot of fun to yeah. to to be a voice for something, or yeah, or I know, I, voice a Disney princess. Yeah, I have a buddy that uh, does like uh, the that's uh, a uh, Kia. I think uh, he's done a couple of different companies, but does like the car commercials and mm-hmm. stuff, and like and I don't know. So it's uh, it's a uh, it's yeah, it's a it's a real thing to Isn't be a, the a Kia voice car actor. Commercials like the hamsters. Uh, well, I think they they've done the, I think those, but like yeah, always like you know the uh, the Q Cimento or the two point nine review, oh, you know, that, like he does that. all that that kind of stuff and like uh, so. Oh yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I was just, uh, but yeah, I agree. Like being like a, a SpongeBob character. Oh my gosh, I was gonna that. say yeah. SpongeBob too. <laughs> right. I was gonna say that too. Yeah, I just think that, that stuff's like <laughs> would be so much fun to be a character like that. Yeah, for sure. I've seen. Uh, uh, interview with um what's uh what's her name now uh from from frozen um i do menzel no the uh kristen kristen bell 
that right? Oh, that is right? she Anna? Yeah. No way. And she, uh, uh, she was talking about like in an interview, like everybody's like, you know, Hey, it's Anna, you know, and the, and the kids are like, what, you know, like they don't, they don't get it. Like oh, they, don't, yeah. they don't understand that this is like, you know, right. that she's not the cartoon. And, yeah. but, uh, so it's like, that's a funny world too, to like, to be a part of it like that. You're a celebrity in a sense, but nobody, you know, nobody recognizes you right. because, you know, so it's like, I mean, yeah. she's recognized for a lot of other things, but the kids don't have any idea that yeah. she's the voice and stuff. So, <laughs> yeah. um, so fun. yeah. But totally. yeah, no, I was, well, I'll give uh, some calls to Disney and we'll make yes. that, we'll get that uh, set up for you. So absolutely, <laughs> I'll be the toad sidekick or whatever. And the toad sidekick, <laughs> what movie no, you are know, you thinking of? Oh no, well, we always talk about Shrek. It would be fun. Oh yeah. Like we're, we always talk about how we're Shrek and Fiona. Like <laughs> all, we, oh my gosh, we're so Shrek and Fiona. That's so, so we us. Can voice. Fiona, can you do it? Just do it really quick. Well, you know, <laughs> work on your Scottish, even though it's, you know, Shrek's really not Scottish, I guess. Swamp, I don't know what he is. Swampish. Yeah, swampish. Or <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. Fiona. Uh, <laughs> right? You do it really well. <laughs> or, yeah, we, I guess Cedar would be our, like, the donkey, mm-hmm. yeah. the sidekick. Mm-hmm. There yeah. you go. Halloween costumes right now. Oh, yeah. There you go. Oh, my gosh. Okay, but. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll document this time and be like, yes. We're referring to this for our Halloween costume. Yep. Uh, yeah. That would be fun. Paint ourselves green. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, well, very cool. Well, I appreciate you all uh, taking time out to do this with me today and uh, getting hang out. This was a lot of fun. Thanks for coming over. We really appreciate yeah. being on the podcast. Thank you so much. So you can, uh, again, keep an eye out uh, for the shows coming to town. And we got uh, Patreon on the way, website. Uh, but, uh, obviously, uh, you know, only a little over a month old now, but, uh, is that, uh, are we already thinking about the, the next project and, uh, getting back in the studio and well, we're, we're writing. Yeah. So next is Tyler's album and yeah. then go back, go All back right. to mine as well. I'll keep an so. out new Tyler deal coming yes. soon too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah. Thank well, you. Soon enough. Well, we just, we like to, I, I think especially being an artist, like, we have to set a goal mm-hmm. or set sure. a time, you know, mm-hmm. to kind of like really kind of keep us pushing forward. So, yeah, we're always talking about wanting to release an album a mm-hmm. year or, you know, maybe a live album or something along those lines. We always yeah. want to be putting out new content and totally yeah. new songs to explore. What about uh, music videos or something? Is there any uh, talks about bringing one of these uh, songs to life in a music video? Or Absolutely. Yeah. So we have the Sister of, N- N- Sister of Nostalgia music video out, um, which was recorded by our friend JT Ibanez. Uh, he crushed it. Oh, yeah. So good. And, yeah, um, he's, he's incredible talent. Yeah, absolutely. And definitely looking forward to making music videos in the future. Yeah, um, yeah it's definitely on the list of things we got to do. So. All right. Maybe that's where we bring in that. Some Shrek and Fiona. We get to play some. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> what song yeah. would we be Shrek and Fiona on? Get to, get to play some characters and stuff. Well, we had to do yeah. accidentally. Uh, yeah. I've I mean, been saying we need to cover that. To do that if it's yeah. Shrek and Fiona. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what uh, we were talking about is on the vinyl conversation uh, the other day. We were me and my buddy were saying something about. Uh, topic of Smash Mouth came up, and he's like, "Man, I would love to have Astro Lounge on vinyl." And I'm like, "Yeah, it's a, you know, it's a great record." And he's like, "I was like, the closest you can get though is you can buy the Shrek 
uh, <laughs> soundtrack on vinyl, and then at least you can get at least you can get one song, one Smash Mouth song yeah. on vinyl. So totally, but, uh, yeah, great, all, yeah, great soundtrack. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Such all of them. Soundtrack. They're all very good. Uh, yeah, that's a uh, yeah. So go out and buy the Shrek soundtrack. If you, <laughs> <laughs> and just that movie too. Yeah. It's funny every time I watch that movie. Like as a kid, I never picked up on all of the like jokes that I understand now. Oh, yeah. So it's so funny to rewatch it and be like, yeah. man, these def- guys got away with so much. And but, Michael Myers and yeah. like Eddie Murphy, they're like just geniuses. The perfect yeah. duo. You're yeah. the wait. <laughs> well, I don't wait. Wait, and that's uh, that's oh shoot, what's her name? Oh, Cameron something Diaz. about Mary. Yeah, Cameron, Cameron Diaz. Diaz. Yes, Cameron Diaz, you're uh, you're the Michael Myers to my Cameron Diaz. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I wanted to say. Oh, yeah. uh, all right. Well, thank you guys, and uh, let's see, we do this again soon. This was Absolutely. a ton of fun. So, uh, thanks for listening. Bye, everybody. Bye. Take care. <laughs>